F104 is switched on and I'm joined by Chartered Psychologist Leisha McGrath. Hello. Hello, how are you? Very good. Thank you so much for chatting to us. We get a lot of information online in regards to introverts and extroverts. But starting off, what is the difference between the two? Well, typically um, introverts are people who get their energy from being in more quieter environments, from spending time on their own. And extroverts get their energy from being around people um, and are energized by kind of larger groups, loud noise, that kind of thing. What is it that's causing so much conversation, I suppose, on social media and online? There is a huge amount of um, misunderstanding in in my experience of what it means. There's an awful lot of kind of pop psychology Mm -hmm. around this concept. But if we just maybe journey back a little bit, when, when we when we're talking about introversion and extroversion, what we're actually talking about is 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 one aspect of our personality. And the most well-respected personality theory in the literature is called the Big Five, and that talks about five different um, parts, components, traits of our personality. And extroversion is just one of those five. Now you may seem think that five is seems very few, but actually. Um, A lot of these things exist on a spectrum. And when we look at the real hard science of personality, there's only actually these five discrete um, areas of personality that can be scientifically, in inverted commas, proven and explored. So it was actually Carl Jung who really brought the the introversion, extroversion terminology maybe into more of the mainstream. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of confusion about what it means. People often think if I'm shy, I'm introvert, but that's not necessarily the case. You know, they're they're not necessarily the same thing. So I, I definitely see a huge amount of confusion around that. Will people know if they're introverted? Um, I think if you look at the actual pure psychology definition of it, which is where you get your energy from, mm. then yes, I think most people will 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 be able to, in inverted commas, self-diagnose. Mm-hmm. There's no better or worse um, between being in, introverted or extroverted. It really is part of a personality that we are born with. And also, when we look at the whole nature-nurture interaction, we know, for example, a lot of cultures tend to reward and um, maybe prefer extroversion over introversion and vice versa. So sometimes there can be a little bit of interaction between that nature nurture, between the personality that you're born with and then between the environment that you're raised in. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know that really and truly there, they, 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 it seems to exist uh, in, in equal uh, amounts and in, 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 in equal amounts in the population. And I think people will, will tend to know themselves where, where they lie. But it is important to understand that it can lie on a spectrum and actually it can change a little bit as you change and evolve as well. What are some of the characteristics that are in the big five? Are they easy to clarify? Um, they Probably have kind not. Of, yeah, they have kind of off-putting, um, you know, like neuroticism is one okay. and conscientiousness is another and openness to experience um, agreeableness. So they don't necessarily mean uh what we what we might expect yeah. but just at the at the bare bones of, of personality theory that that's that's what's there but i think if people are are interested in 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 understanding um where they lie on the spectrum i think you can if you if you're if you're somebody you know if you if you say to somebody do you prefer action or reflection Somebody who's more extrovert is more likely to like the action. Somebody who's more introvert is more likely to be in the reflection space. 
if you're, for example, going into work and you have to be in a meeting, are you somebody who's, you know, up at the up at the whiteboard or are you kind of listening and reflecting and then coming back with 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 different points after that, you know, after after a bit of time? What is the preferred work environment? Are you um, somebody who likes to work alone or do you love being with other people? And then, of course, it, as I was saying, how do you recharge? Most people, um, well, all people who are introverts will, will recharge by time on their own, whereas the extroverts get their energy from being around other people. And that will be reflected in the kind of hobbies people have um, where they like to spend their, their downtime. But it is important to know that even if you're introverted, um, you can actually still, for example, be a trainer or be a sales manager or, you know, you can still do those outward facing roles um, or hobbies, but it's just that you tend to, they might cost you a bit more and you'll need that more time to recharge. Does that make sense? It does. Should it be taken more into account then in a work situation? Yeah, I mean, I do a huge amount of psychometric testing for organizations. And so that's around understanding people's personality, their emotional intelligence, their cerebral intelligence. And so it is taken into account. You definitely don't want to hire somebody into your organization that doesn't have what we talk about a good fit. So it's a fit between all aspects of of, of, of uh, personality and the job, the team, the culture that that person would be joining. So it is really, really important. Of course, it's important that we get to know ourselves and, and that we can understand uh, who we are. And again, there's no judgment. This isn't a neurodivergent thing. You know, there's none, nothing... Um, pathological of any description in in this. This is just simply personality. And then moving it outside of work, if you're you happen to be an extrovert and your friends an introvert, can this cause arguments? And how's the best way to deal with them? <laughs> I think probably any difference in in how we do life has the potential to cause arguments, depending on That's the true. strength of your friendship. But I think really it comes back to this piece around the self connection, around knowing who you are and what you need, and then being able to explain that and name it in a very non apologetic way, but just owning who and how and where you are in the world and those that love you obviously will yeah. want to will want to support you to be the best version that you can be so it, it I, you know this this idea of one size fits all brings me out in a rash because it just isn't the case and um, it's really about us knowing ourselves as individuals and then progressing I suppose from there. So really doing some self-work and figuring out who and what you want to be and then going from there with it. Yeah, there's a huge amount that is just inherent in us. And, you know, personality in particular, there's little aspects of it that are more probably say plastic as in they can they can be changed. But but most of it is very stable and it's just how we are. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't act in other ways, mm-hmm. but our, our preference tends to be more in line with what our personality is. When we act in other ways outside of our preference, it costs us more. We can still do it, um, but it costs us more energy. And, and that's really the only difference. And trying to get back that energy then, I suppose, is, is another aim as well then. Big time. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I talk to, I run whole modules on this, Louise, because it's, it's such an important topic. And I think we've normalized having no energy and we've normalized having very poor energy. And I think, you know, b- taking control of where we get our energy from, how we energize ourselves is really, really important to, um, 
to be able to to take that ownership of of how we're able to turn up in in um in the world how we're able to resource ourselves to be able to give to other people to our job to our community all of that and i think it's actually the first workshop that i run in my well-being series because i think it's just such a foundational piece knowing how you get your energy and what depletes you is just so important Does and that- proactively sorry proactively okay. you know filling that cup in advance yeah does that come down to hobbies or just being able to turn off your mind for a bit? Um, I think it comes down to quite a number of things. I think it comes down to a culture that we live in where we don't tend to value rest and we don't tend to, a lot of people aren't able to switch off, never mind, you know, don't value it. They really, we, can, we know that people can be quite addicted to the adrenaline and the cortisol that this always being on um, engenders in us. It's been our norm and we don't know any other way. So I think it's to do with learning to slow down and and then just learning to, we can resource ourselves, I think, on a kind of a surface level, but I think we need to then also resource ourselves on a, you know, on a more soul level. And I mean that by, I mean, yes, if you want to go down a religious route, but for me, it'd be more nature or Mm -hmm. music or, you know, connection with people. And I think when we do those sorts of things, um, in a proactive sense. So I'll often say to my clients, if you see a week ahead that's super busy and super draining for you, like what might be draining for you mightn't be draining for me. So it's really about looking at your own week, trying to proactively put that energy back into yourself ahead of that draining week is, is just so important. So slowing down, treating ourselves well, being compassionate, being gentle and um, calming the nervous system, I suppose, is really what we're talking about. Yeah. How can people find out more about what you do? Um, so I have a website, leishamagrad.com, L-E-I-S-H-A. My parents <laughs> didn't spell it the Irish way. But they, I do a lot on my Instagram, which is start with three minutes. Um, the number three, start with three minutes. And I do a lot of um, videos and workshops and things that I that I talk about on there. So I'm actually doing a self-connection challenge on there at the moment where people can uh, it's a two-week thing, uh, and people can win two free spots to my spring wellbeing workshops, which I literally have just put up on my website about a half an hour ago. Brilliant. <laughs> so there's there's always lots going on. It's a lovely community, and I think what's really important is that people, you know, pop psychology can be useful in terms of illustrating mm-hmm. an example to a degree, but I do think it's important to get the real science as well. Yeah, actual facts are, are always good. <laughs> hopefully hopefully absolutely Charity Psychologist Leisha McGrath thank you so much for chatting to us my pleasure thank you